Ida Beard, a member of the Cheyenne and Arapaho tribes, was 29 years old when she vanished without a trace in June 2015 in El Reno, Oklahoma. She was born on December 26, 1985, and has been described by both friends and family as someone who always had a smile on her face, loved wearing her hair in French braids, and had a habit of rolling her pant legs up. In an article I found from People.com, it said that she never ventured too far from her home in El Reno, where she lived with her mother, Rebecca Ponkilla. Her mother is blind. Ida was also a devoted mother herself of four children. At the time of her disappearance, her children were ages 5, 6, 8, and 14. Her oldest daughter now has a child of her own who may never get to meet her grandmother. On June 30th, 2015, Ida's mother, Rebecca, hugged Ida before she left their home. Ida had plans to walk to a friend's house just a few blocks away and never returned. Over the years, there has been very little information or updates regarding Ida's case, and her case still remains open to this day. El Reno Police Department Major Kirk Dickerson told People.com that, quote, All we know is she was seen leaving, reportedly walking home, and then she never made it there. According to Ida's cousin, Lorinda Morgan, the El Reno police never received any substantial leads on Ida's disappearance. After El Reno police opened an investigation into her disappearance, only Rebecca and a friend who was the last to see her were questioned. No one else was interviewed until years later when a new detective took over the case. As a result of the lack of investigation the family feels Ida's case was given, Lorinda began working to spearhead a new bill called Ida's Law. Signed into law on April 20th, 2021, this bill creates an Office of Liaison for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Persons within the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation. This will coordinate with state, tribal, and federal law enforcement agencies to address unsolved cases. An agent will now track and investigate cases of missing and murdered Indigenous Oklahomans, and a victim advocate now supports their families. A report from TulsaWorld.com stated that because crimes against Native Americans often go unreported, the number of cases involving Indigenous Oklahoma is unknown. Recent estimates show that at least 220 Native American Oklahomans are missing. Sometimes that communication can be difficult. If an Indigenous person goes missing on a reservation, one agency is responsible. If they're kidnapped by a non-Indigenous person out of tribal boundaries, another agency is responsible. As we've researched through these cases, there have been a lot of bills created to address the MMIW epidemic that include trying to form some kind of cohesion between jurisdictions. And what we've learned is that in reality, a lot of people really don't know it's a problem, or at the very least, don't really understand the extent of it. Many families are forced to do grassroots campaigns, pleading on social media and trying to get news coverage. When Ida went missing, Lorinda said she and several of her relatives reached out to media outlets to ask them to cover it. None did. She also said that more women could be found sooner if the media reported each time a Native American woman went missing. Ida's law is one of several created at the state and federal levels to address the problem of Indigenous people going missing. As a reminder, Savannah's Act, named after Savannah LaFontaine Greywind, who we covered in our very first episode, clarifies federal, state, and tribal and local law enforcement responsibilities with respect to missing or murdered Indians. It aims to increase communication and coordination between federal, tribal, state, and local law enforcement agencies, improve tribal access to resources and information, such as federal criminal information databases needed to respond effectively. It also requires data collection related to missing and murdered Indigenous people, regardless of where they reside 
homicide, and it directs U.S. attorneys to develop regionally appropriate guidelines for responding to missing or murdered Indigenous people. Now, the Not Invisible Act establishes a joint commission on reducing violent crimes against Indians of local, tribal, and federal stakeholders from diverse geographic areas that will make publicly available recommendations to the Department of Interior and of Justice on best practices both departments can take to combat disappearances, murder, trafficking, and other violent crimes against Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Operation Lady Justice is a task force that will press forward with its mandate to review Indian country cold cases, strengthen law enforcement protocols, and work with tribes to improve investigations, information sharing, and a more seamless response to missing person investigations. I know this can get confusing, but the gist is there needs to be a better coordination on all levels of local, tribal, state, and federal law enforcement. We are constantly stressing the jurisdictional barriers that come into play with a lot of the cases that we cover. Until we can get on the same page, what we can all do is continue to bring awareness, continue to say the names of our stolen sisters, check on our friends and family, and stay safe out there. Ida's mother, Rebecca, through tears, had said, quote, We won't stop looking and waiting for her to come through the door until we know what really happened to her. Ida Beard is still missing. She is between 5'5 and 5'6 and between 130 and 150 pounds. She has brown hair and brown eyes. If you have any information regarding the disappearance or whereabouts of Ida Beard, you are encouraged to contact the El Reno Police Department at 405-262-2121. Ski. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.